Hey lovebirds, this is Jake Larson. And I'm Jane. And this is the For Richer or Poor podcast. Today we are going to be with my sister, Melissa Ott, with Melissa Ott Coaching. And we're going to dive into how your mindset means everything. So Melissa, tell us your story because it's incredible and how you started your business. Well, I am Melissa Ott and I've been married for nine years and I have three adorable little kids, um, ages eight, six, and two. And I have been a stay-at-home mom uh, for about seven years. The first year of my oldest, Hunter's life, I worked. Um, And being a stay-at-home mom was awesome. It was kind of like my dream job. But after a while, I kind of felt like I needed something else to fulfill myself. It's like I loved my kids. I loved being their mom. I loved doing all the mom things. But I just needed some more intellectual stimulation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I started getting into self-development, which I've actually always been interested in. Um, A book I read when I was 16 was um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. My dad gave that to me uh, when I was a teenager. And so I was very driven from like pretty much as long as I can remember. Jake can probably attest to that. And um, I just decided that I was ready to do something more with my life. And um, it actually started with me doing a nutrition program. So I started working on my health and I really got into health. And I'm the kind of person where I'll get into something and I'm just like eating and sleeping and breathing this topic. So it was health. And I actually wanted to be a wellness coach at first. So I got into all these health talks and I was constantly listening to podcasts and experts talk about health. And as I was on this quest for better health, I discovered a life coach and I didn't even really know what a life coach was. I kind of thought they were for, you know, rich people who had a ton of money (laughs) to just throw around. But this life coach was only, it was only $50 a month for her program. And I thought, you know what, this sounds really cool. I'm going to try it out. And so I was in her program um, and it completely changed everything. It changed the way I looked at my life, the way I looked at my problems. Um, it just like my life got so it, it like upgraded. I feel like I upgraded my thinking. I upgraded my life. And I was like, everyone needs to know this stuff. And so little by little, I started gaining more and more confidence in myself and my ability to be a life coach. And 2020, I had no idea what what was going to happen in 2020, but I said, you know what? (laughs) So I decided 2020 was my year. I was just going to go for it. And I put out my first e-course, Manage Your Mind to Manage Your Time. And it was a time management e-course, but it was really about changing your perspective, kind of like taking massive accountability for your life and getting the awareness 
um, in your own mind to be able to manage your time. And I talk a lot about calendaring and setting goals, like stretch goals and small goals and bite-sized goals. So I go over a lot of goal setting type things in that course. Took the bull by the horns and I ran into 2020 and man, it's been crazy since. (laughs) So that's a little bit about how I started. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't think anyone really anticipated any of 2020 to happen. Like so many plans and goals and just, you know, the vision that we had for this year has just completely gone out the window. Yes. And I'm sure that's something that you've seen, you know, within your own practice and with your clients of like, how do we reframe our thinking when something doesn't turn out the way we anticipate it? Great question. So the basic thing that I teach is that your thoughts, the way you think about things creates your results. So the results that you have in your life are dependent on the way that you're thinking about it. And one person that I love is um, Viktor Frankl. And I'm sure you know who he is. He's super popular, but in case anyone doesn't, he was a Jew in the Nazi concentration camp who survived. And he basically said that the Nazis could take everything away from him, all of his freedoms and his rights and everything, but they could not take away his free will. They could not alter the thoughts in his head, in his mind, and he was free because of the way he thought. So that's like such a drastic um, example of someone taking massive accountability for their own uh, thoughts and the results that they create. Because, you know, of course, no one wants to be in a concentration camp, but he was able to remain positive and um, my my practice really isn't about making everything positive. You know, I don't want people to think like, oh, you just think happy and then, you know, everything <laughs> in their life will be happy because you want to be angry when something bad happens. And, you know, when plans get ruined, everyone had plans that got ruined in 2020 and you want to be angry and you want to feel that authentic anger or frustration or sadness, you know, any kind of negative emotion you want to feel, you don't want to resist it. Because a lot of times we resist our emotions and then we start um, replacing them. So we start eating food instead of feeling our emotions or, you know, online shopping, (laughs) spending money. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so I really teach a lot about feeling your emotions authentically, um, the bad ones and the good ones, so that you can create the kind of life that you want to have um, despite whatever is going on outside of you. And honestly, 2020 has been such an amazing year for me. I have a gratitude practice that I do every morning. And um, it's been so powerful for me to feel like the whole world is just blowing up in front of me, but I can still stay in gratitude and find the little things in my life that have just been amazing. And it's really been an amazing year for me so far. Um, so I have no regrets. That's awesome. I, uh, 
thinking about how you walk through and kind of change your mindset or change difficulties that are going on in your life, I can't help but think of when you helped me, Melissa, Mm -hmm. how I was in school and I was struggling. I, I put so much weight on me to get good grades and to pass. And long story short, I didn't. And I went through a really hard time. And you were amazing in ha- helping me to, to find different little tools and little ways to, to unlock. Um, I know that that's in your e-course, your manage your mind to manage your relationship. You want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that e-course and, and yeah. what's in, um, in that e-course? Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember that night you found out you didn't make it. That was hard. We were just processing a lot of emotion in that. We don't we don't have to go into that. <laughs> okay, okay. So but yeah, no, it was really helpful. You were great at walking me through everything. Yeah. And and gearing me up for the potential of failure. And and you did a really good job. And <laughs> hey, I'm learning now. My 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 direction's changed. This yes. isn't about me, but my direction's changed and I'm feeling good. Yes. Well, and I remember the word we, we use was pivot. Pivot, right? We're, we're just pivoting. Remember that. Um, so manage your mind to manage your relationship. The, the premise of that e-course is really that any relationship you have, and I do focus on marriage, though anyone in any relationship can um, really get a lot out of it, but really any relationship you have, like with a coworker or a friend or a family member, um, it's, it's all just a story. So I our relationship with anyone else is a story in our head that we tell ourselves. And that's why, you know, you might have a friend who you feel super close with and they may not feel the same way towards you. But if you don't know that, then, you know, you're just going along thinking that this friend is super close with you. And Basically, it's just the story that you tell in your head. And so this really helps in your marriage. And I talk a lot about my marriage and how I went through a lot of difficulties in my marriage because of my expectations. And I go over this thing called a manual. So we as humans um, put manuals on the people that we love. It could be your mother. Uh, your husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend. And it's basically a manual that you believe that they should follow to be the right, you know, whatever role they are in your life. And manuals are great when our loved ones are following them and not so good when they're not. And so just um, having an awareness that you have a model on your significant other or whatever relationship you're struggling with is enough to make you realize, oh, I have these expectations that my, you know, in my case, it was my husband should act in this certain way. But really, it's not our choice to decide how they act. So really, it's just letting them act the way that they want to act, and then setting boundaries. So I go over what boundaries are because, of course, I'm not about, you know, abuse or people walking all over other people. So we do talk about setting healthy boundaries. But um, when you allow the people in your life to just be who they are and um, take more accountability for yourself and the 
and how you're interpreting their actions and how um, a, a question I ask a lot is, what do you make that mean? Okay, so your spouse is, let's use an example of um, my husband, I, I wanted him to, you know, treat me a certain way. I want him to say things to me that made me feel loved. And I would say to him all the time, I just want to feel like you care about me. Like, I don't feel like you care about me. And he just wasn't, you know, voicing it in the way that I wanted to hear it. And so he would just make some remark to me, like, give me an example, Jake. What is something Matt would say? You look very (laughs) fit today. (laughs) Okay, that's perfect. You look very fit today in a weird tone, right? And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? I could totally see Matt saying that. (laughs) And I get all, you know, offended and hurt by it. And so as a life coach, I would ask, um, so what are you making that mean? You know, like if he's saying that in a funny tone, like he's kind of making, I I don't know. Are you, are you suggesting that maybe I don't look fit? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'd think. I'd like to look all the other days. (laughs) Right. Right. So exactly. So then I'm like, Oh, you don't think I look fit on all the other days. And in my mind is a story, a story is starting of all these, all the things that he could be saying, could be thinking about me. That really is just my own um, insecurities coming out, but I'm projecting them on him. And I'm basically creating this big story and all this drama, but it all just originated in my thoughts. I didn't have to, to think of it that way. Um, but so often our brains just default to negative thinking. And so um, life coaching really is just about gaining awareness of the thoughts that are creating the problems in our life. So for me to just jump to that conclusion that he is, you know, thinking all these negative things about me really says more about me and how I feel about myself than it says anything about him and anything that he thinks about me. So that's kind of where you gain the awareness of what thoughts you're thinking, how they're, how they're um, creating the results that you're getting in your life. Mm -hmm. I remember when we got married and I don't know exactly who it was that said it, but I'm pretty much the gist of it was always assume that your spouse has your best interest in mind. Yeah. That like you don't say something intentionally to make your spouse mad, right? Like most people don't do that. Um, So if we're taking something offensively, then it's exactly what you're saying. You know, like what is going on within my own. Exactly. My own space that is making me feel this way. Exactly. Absolutely huge. Yeah. And awareness is half the battle. Just understanding that you are creating the drama in your own mind. Because we we love to deflect our, uh, you know, blame our spouse for us having, you know, not low self-esteem, but just hurt feelings. But it was never their place to hurt us. It was, it all starts in our own mind. And of mm-hmm. course there is abuse, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about that 
extreme um, circumstance, but I'm talking about just the little things like little comments said in um, a good, good spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a client that I actually just um, put a blog post up for who her and her spouse really butted heads on a lot of things. And she would come up with these, you know, big, beautiful goals and budget plans. And then her spouse would turn around and do something completely different. And it was incredibly painful for their relationship. And it was really a hard spot until she realized, I think this is something that you are really, really good at is I can love my spouse in their weakness or what she's perceiving as their weakness, right? right? Like, I can still enjoy my marriage and enjoy the things that I have, even though this manual, as you would say, or this plan that she created isn't being followed how she perceives it should be. Right. And see, that's when I would say, what are you making that mean? You know, what are you making it mean that he is um, do not, not following your plan? Because she's probably making it mean that, you know, he doesn't respect her or Um, you know, she's taking it so personally, like he's attacking her when he's just doing his best to meet his own needs. And that's what we as humans do. We want to meet our own needs. And of course, there's room for communication and, you know, um, sacrifice. Like I'm, I'm not against people sacrificing, but you have to look at how you are actually creating the problem. Because it's so easy for her to say, well, it's his fault. You know, he's he's not, you know, following this plan. And so I can't get my result because of him. But um, that's when she can take that massive, um, not accountability. Well, I guess accountability, basically. Um, for sure. Yeah, accountability for what she is creating. and. Um, and kind of come together to figure out a plan that actually works between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's definitely room for compromise as well. So one thing that I talked about when it comes to budgeting is, um, you know, none of this, none of the whole finance world, you know, budgeting, credit, debt, investment has anything to do with the numbers. It is not a numbers game. It is a mind game. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so when we're, we're working with a couple, we start with priorities and I tell them you have to sit down and write them down separately because one thing that might be important to you or your need is going to be different from your spouse's. Um, and those are things you have to identify, but then of course you come to the table and you compromise so that you can find that common ground and that common goal. Um, and the example that I love to use is um, I love flowers. Anyone that knows me knows that I love flowers Mm -hmm. and, Jake makes fun of me anytime we go into a grocery store because I'll just like go over to the flower section and like run my hands over them. (laughs) And um, I had no idea that Nike comes out with shoes like on a schedule, like annually. And I remember the first year we were married, Jake was like, I need new shoes. And I was like, cool. Like, you know, how much should we budget for? And I was like, like 30, 50, 60 bucks. And he was like, uh, no. I always get these specific Nike shoes <laughs> in the, the specific color. And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I was not understanding that priority for him. And 
um, you know, why that was important. Now, mind you, Jake doesn't spend money on anything. Like, he doesn't, like, just go out and buy, you know, whatever he wants. And so for us, that was a moment when we had to compromise and realize, okay, this is, although I might think it's silly, like, it's an important thing to him to have these specific shoes. And we work it into the plan, you know. So definitely um, a mind shift for me from thinking, well, that's dumb. Why do you have to have that specific kind to okay, you know, it's not the end of the world. We can make it work. So. Right. Yeah. No, mindset is so, so important. And an, a really important mindset thing with, when it comes to money mindset is, you know, like I said in the beginning, your thoughts create your results. So if you think that you're bad with your money, then your result is going to be that you are bad with your money. You are going to prove yourself right because our brain wants to be right more than it wants to actually be helpful or productive sometimes. Um, So when we're telling ourselves, if your thoughts in your head are like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad with money and I don't know how to budget or I don't know where my money goes, then you watch. That's what you will create in your life. And so, um, a good practice, I I really firmly believe in affirmations. And I know some people think that they're fake, like it doesn't actually help, but you have to actually believe the affirmation for it (laughs) to be effective. And so just telling yourself, you you know, if people want to work with you and they want to improve their money, um, you know, situation, they have to start with their thoughts. They have to start thinking, I'm good with money. Uh, and, you know, if, if they are, if they think they're bad with money, a good bridging thought is I have money. You know, that's true. It's like, that's something you can believe. Like, okay, I have money and I, I spend my money wisely sometimes, you know, and then you start thinking about it and you're like, yeah, well, you know, I, I pay my rent every month and, you know, I, my power's on, so I must be good with money at least for paying my power bill. And you just start gaining all this um, evidence, right? Well, you know, and uh, we were able to afford this, like that, that proves that I am good with money. And, you know, you start, um, I call it laddering thoughts. So you start with these kind of really basic thoughts that are obviously true. You know, I have money. And you start bridging yourself up to, I'm good with money. I'm great with money. And maybe you'll get to the point where you're like, I am amazing at budgeting. Um, But it starts small and it starts with you just finding evidence in really little ways that you are good with money. And you can apply this to weight loss. You can apply this to your relationship. Um, so many ways you can improve your life just by changing your thoughts and paying attention to where you want to go, because that's what's going to get you the results that you want in life. It's, it's what you make it. Your life is what you make it and you can choose to make little, little adjustments to be successful in, in whatever you want to do. Um, for you personally, you're, 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 practice or your approach is definitely Christian centered. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel the principles that you emphasize 
um, help couples overcome their challenges, their weaknesses, things that they just can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I learned a lot of the principles that I learned secularly. So I can absolutely coach people who are not Christian. Um, and I use terms like the universe and, you know, the, the power inside of you. But um, when I am coaching Christians, then um, I use, you know, terms like the atonement of Christ and, um, you know, relying on his power and his strength and just relying on that grace of God and, and just the power that he gives us to overcome our weaknesses. Because I truly believe that there are lots of weaknesses that we can't overcome without his help. Um, and so it, it's always really special when I am able to coach someone and um, bring in that power um, because it just becomes a spiritual experience where, you know, my the person in coaching is growing and I'm growing and um, we just feel that strength um, in our conversation. And so it's really cool and it's really um, special to have that um, added perspective of um, just having like a, you know, superior power um, helping us through our life and our challenges. And it just makes me so grateful, you know, when I um, can overcome a weakness and not to say that I've overcome all my weaknesses, I definitely still have weaknesses, but you just are able to have so much gratitude for those weaknesses because they brought you closer to Christ and closer to each other, you know, closer to your spouse or um, whoever you are sharing your life with, um, because it just makes that so much more meaningful and special. I love that, you know, when you go to your website, which I'm going to have you share here in a minute, and it's, you're, you're not afraid of that, right? Like it's right there, right up front that we can't do this ourselves and that we have someone else um, that is a superior power that knows everything. And this is slightly off topic, but goes back to also managing our mind that, you know, with all the terrible things that are happening or not happening, they've always been happening, but coming to light right now. Um, and I think specifically with this human trafficking and I hear these stories and it's really easy to just go to a dark place right and think about all the terrible things that are there and then I I think about our savior and I refuse to believe that they abandon those children right or these people that are in terrible situations Mm -hmm. and then it comes back to our relationship like he is not going to abandon us in our dark places, in our own homes, whether that be, um, you know, a hard financial situation that you're facing or a, a relationship strain between you and your spouse or you and your kids or whatever it is. And it's okay to embrace, you know, the faith that you have, whatever faith that is, and use that power to propel you forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, like abuse and human trafficking, you know, these were topics that have always just been so heavy to me and 
just so hard for me to really fully wrap my head around. And, you know, I do think like there shouldn't be human trafficking. That just shouldn't happen. But um, what I love about life coaching is that you take a hard look at reality because the reality is it does happen. You know, we don't get to choose just because we think it shouldn't. You know, I, I would assume most people in the world think it shouldn't happen, but then you have the people who are actually trafficking humans and obviously they think it should happen. And so what it does is you really just neutralize everything and you take everything that's going on outside of you and you, you just neutralize it. It's not good. It's not bad until you think a thought. Okay. So I'm not saying at all that there's anything good (laughs) about um, human trafficking, but it is a neutral event that happens. And we want to think that it is absolutely awful, but that's still a choice that we're making. We are choosing to feel awful about human trafficking. And I want to feel that way. And I own that feeling of, you know, awfulness. Um, But when we take that accountability back and when we recognize that we are creating everything in our minds, our minds are creating all of the drama in life. Um, And then we get to decide what we do from there. And I recognize that, you know, while it feels so necessary to hate, you know, people who are trafficking, you know, other humans, really, when you hate some anything, you're just creating more hate, you're just putting more hate in the world. Um, And, you know, if you want to hate, then Go, go ahead and do it. Just recognize the fact that you are creating that hate in your, in your heart. And you can do that if that feels most authentic to you. But I suggest coming at it with compassion. You know, you can feel so much compassion for those poor children. And for the people who are creating it, what, you know, what happened with those people? Like, why do they feel like that is appropriate? What happened in their life? Because the one thing that's so important that I teach is that every single person has worth. Nothing you do could ever take that worth away. And a lot of people think like, well, I've been too bad. I've, I've messed up too much. And, you know, people think that their worth is tied to the things that they do but it's not, it's, it's inherent in who they are. And when you really recognize that you are able to have compassion on every single person because they are just doing the best they can. And even though I'm, I'm not at all saying that it's okay that someone is trafficking, you know, children, something went wrong there and it just opens your heart to feeling compassion for the humanness of our existence and that we're here to experience hard things. In my last course, um, Manage Your Mind to Manage Your Parenting, I talk about how we as parents feel like our kids should not suffer, not my kid, right? It's like, well, my kid shouldn't have to go through that and she shouldn't have to feel pain. But why are we here? 
We're here to experience all of the emotion, all of the hurt, all of the pain. And when you can recognize that as a parent, your child is supposed to feel pain in this life, it just makes it a lot easier to allow your kids to go through what they're going through and and show up as the best parent you can be, you know, give them all the love and compassion and support. Um, and, you know, maybe uh, discipline if they need it. If they're screwing up and they're making bad choices, you might need to discipline them, which you can do as a parent. But when you're trying to alter your child's experience so that they can be happy, what you're taking away from them is their ability to learn and grow through hardship. Basically, neutralize everything that's going on outside of you and then consciously choose how you want to feel about it. You can feel negative, you can feel positive, you can keep it neutral, but know that it's all coming from your thoughts. I love that. And I think, you know, our primary audience um, with Cash Academy is newly married or just about to get married couples who are feeling all the feels, right? Like (laughs) when you're about to get married, you're excited Mm -hmm. and you're anxious and there's so much hope, but also, you know, depending on maybe what your background is, so much fear with, okay, I'm taking this leap of faith, but what ifs, you know, in Mm -hmm. life and, um, that is probably, you know, and, and you might be able to give me something different, but a very powerful tool that they can use mm-hmm. that it's okay. You know, if the wedding plans aren't going right because COVID ruined everything and now you're, <laughs> you know, your family can't be there. It's okay. Like let's neutralize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we can decide where we want to move forward with that or, you know, Hey, we're trying to create this financial goal to set us up for success and maybe, the communication isn't happening the way you want it to, or uh, you know, the money's just not there to make those plans happen. Then we can neutralize it and then, you know, decide yeah. are we happy about this or not? Yeah, and and really back to that original question I said, what are you making this mean? You know, mm-hmm. your wedding plans are ruined. What are you making this mean? And and again, feeling authentic feelings. Like, of course, you want to feel just so depressed or sad that your wedding didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. But you get to choose moving forward what it's going to be. And one thing that's really interesting, because I heard um, some of my mentors coaching people on COVID worries and people just sad that they didn't get to take this trip that they were supposed to take. And this one coach I have said, um, you were never going to take that trip. It was never going to happen. You created, you know, this beautiful expectation of you going to Europe and you're going to fly and you're going to go to all these places, but that was never going to happen. You know, if you thought that your wedding was going to take place on May 3rd, 2020, (laughs) it was never going to happen the way that you thought it was going to happen. You know, that's just reality. And now you get to decide what that means in your life. You get to paint the picture and you get to tell the story of, you know, the saddest story of the most tragic thing that happened to you. Or you get to tell a story of how you overcame and how you had this amazing 
small, intimate wedding with just a few people that you love and people got to watch it on Zoom and you're going to have a great party whenever this stuff is over, right? So you are in the driver's seat of your life. You get to choose what everything means. And it just, it's so empowering. And that's, I think that's really what drove me to want to be a life coach is that I feel so empowered that I get to make my life mean whatever I want to make it mean. Everyone has to do this too. (laughs) I'm taking a a class right now and in humanities and kind of your analogies, I think of here is a blank piece of paper you paint or you color or you draw exactly what your your life needs to be or wants to be or has the potential to be and and it's really up to you um from everything we've been talking about and trying to to grasp what and how can people learn more about you and get a hold of you and reach out to you so you can contact me. Uh, my, my email address is melissa at melissaotcoaching.com. My website is melissaotcoaching.com. I have an Instagram and a Facebook page. You can follow me. I uh, post on that often. And of course, um, I mentioned my three e-courses, Manage Your Mind to Manage Your Time, Manage Your Mind to Manage Your Relationship, and Manage Your Mind to Manage Your Parenting. So I only charge 25 bucks for each one of those courses and um, I might be bundling them. So if you're interested in a bundle, just shoot me an email and I'll give you a good deal. You know, I think that is one of the things that I love the most is that you make this accessible to everyone. Um, So often, like you said in the beginning, oh, I thought that this was something that only, you know, rich people could afford and toss their money at. And, um, you know, everyone deserves to receive the help that they need. Um, so I absolutely love that. And of course, we will put all of your contact information in the show notes. Um, so everyone can go and find your awesome resources. Yeah. And I just want to urge anyone who has any issue that they're trying to work through, just shoot me an email. I've given a lot of really good advice to people for free who have emailed me. Um, just after listening to my courses or interacting with me on social media. And I honestly love it. I have no problem giving people really thorough advice over email um, with no strings attached. I don't expect any kind of payment. Um, When people want to work with me more closely than I do charge, but I love, love helping people. So feel free to shoot me an email with any concern you have. And I'd love to help. I can attest that that is absolutely <laughs> possible and absolutely can help. Um, but thank you so much, Melissa. We yep. appreciate you and all the work you do and all the help you give me and my wife. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> you guys are always free. <laughs> oh, you're the best. She's great. Reach out to her. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye.